Mediated Conversation on SAFM. It is 25 minutes to the top of the hour. You're listening to SAFM Sunrise. My name is Oliver Dixon. Welcome to the Mediated Conversation. Why are our sports stadiums empty? Why are sports teams, specifically in soccer, that used to attract full stadiums, no longer attracting full stadiums? Is it merely a coincidence of economic uh, uh, turmoil? Or is it a confluence of factors, including poor sporting performances? That is our mediated question this morning. You can be a part of the conversation. Simply send us a WhatsApp voice note on 614 Tweet me, it is at Oliver underscore speaking. We start off the conversation with Nkululeko Nkweo, who is the iDiski TV founder. Nkululeko, good morning. Welcome to the show. Really do appreciate it. I don't know if you remember last year when uh, the Springboks were playing uh, I think they were playing the All Blacks and they were playing in Durban and the stadium was full to capacity and on the same day at the same time a derby match was taking place in the PSL and there were barely any people in the stands and that stark contrast uh, highlighted uh, the disparity between support for sports but it also raised the question has soccer and soccer stadiums lost its ability to attract patrons to the stadium stands do you have a do you have a view on that yeah i think it's a it's, it's a multifaceted problem um in football especially in south african football um i wrote a few weeks ago and i made a um, an observation that in the south african football league the premier soccer league at the moment the dst premiership um there are eight to nine teams that are less than 10 years old. Um, many of them are six years old. Many of them are three years old. Uh, so there are teams like Sikukune, for example, um, that are maybe less than three years old. TS Galaxy, less than two years old or around two years old. Uh, the team from my city, Cape Town City, was born in 2017. Um, so it's barely a five-year-old team. So I juxtapose that with wanting yeah. people to commit uh, behind a brand. And I said, there's so many teams that are younger than 10 years old and they can evaporate at any minute. So yeah. a team like Marumo Kalans has been relegated and you could find that they've sold their status to another team, which then is born out of thin air or from thin air. Um, Birgus Verts was a team that existed uh, as Verts University for 99 years um, and they won their first league title in, 20, in 2017 after 93 years and then three years later in 2020, it evaporated. We no longer knew of a team called Bidlis Verts anymore. Uh, Morocco Swallows changed in, got relegated and they changed into Swallows Football Club. Uh, all of these teams changed suddenly and we're folding our arms. We no longer even have one of the most supported teams in this country, Montpellier Celtic, as, as we once knew them, with their kit, with the same colors, um, with, the, you know, with the same players. Uh, when they come back, they will come back as a different team. They're trying to make a comeback now. Uh, so you, you're texting a lot uh, from supporters uh, to, to believe in this product because a lot of the teams, like that's more than half of the roster because it's 16 teams. More than half of them um, are less than 10 years old. And yeah. many of them are two, three, four, five years old. So that's yeah. one aspect of it that you, on, in, on, in one moment you could be supporting a team named Bridges Bay <laughs> and maybe in two years, in, in two years' time, they would cease to exist uh, because Richard Bay was born from Tanda Royal Zulu, for example. The yeah. cheetahs in rugby have always been the cheetahs 
um, at least for the past 30 years or 40 years, uh, the Bulls have always been the Bulls. Um, you know, the Stormers have always been the Stormers, at least for the past 30 years. You know, so it's very difficult to commit people to support that. And Man United has been Man United for close to 100 years. And many yeah. of the other teams uh, in the English Premier League, for example. Of course, there is the um, economic factor to it, um, which is... Yeah, I, I want us to pause there we, we, and examine the economic factor uh, separately to that. I, I want to bring into the conversation uh, soccer legend Max Maponyane. Uh, Max, good, afternoon, good morning. Once again, great to speak to you. Does legacy matter? Uh, yes, and uh, good morning, Chair. Good morning, Chair. Oh, sorry, I'm going to have to pause you there, uh, uh, Max. Your your line isn't the greatest at the moment. Uh, let's see if we can get you on a better line uh, so that uh, we can hear you very, very clear over there. Do we? Do, do, uh, can you try that again? Okay, we're going to try and get Max Maponyan on a better line over there. Mpo Siopo, who's the coordinator of the National Football Supporters Association. Mpo, does legacy matter? Good morning, Oli. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Strange to hear you in the morning, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> go go, go legacy, ahead. Legacy plays a big part. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll give funny, uh, ironically, you've got uh, Mr. Max on the other line. Kids grew up in my age, growing up in the... 90s. You were called by certain players' names. You were called by uh, your favorite players' names. And you yeah. were able to associate with certain teams. If you're from Pretoria, you are able to associate with Mamelodi Sundowns. If you're from Soweto, uh, and even in those areas, you can still get sporadic supporters of Soweto teams or of a Pretoria team. But legacy does matter because you are associating with them. We can now talk about and that the Max having played in those years for this team and the, the legacy that he's left behind. There's a legacy to players to wanting to play for the team and to supporters to affiliate with that. If you were a number eight at Mamelodi Sundowns, you know a Trompo Kekana has won it. Before Trompo, there was a Bans Papela. And you go all along the way and you know who those players are. So from a player's perspective and a supporter's perspective, legacy plays a huge part. And when you don't have that legacy, you are always building. You're in a new city like Yulego said, and I can't agree with them more. You've got a team like Celtics who we, I mean, you would have supporters of other teams wanting to go so they can experience what it's like to be against Bloemfontein Celtics and their supporters that are voiceless. But now you don't yeah. have that. They've changed into something else. So while the economics play part in team's ownership, it also affects the legacy or the lack of legacy of the teams that are there. And it becomes very difficult to affiliate yourself with as a supporter of a team. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's try and see if we have Max Maponyana back on the line and hopefully we can hear him this time around. Max, good morning. Can we hear you? Good morning. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Loud and clear. Now we can. Perfectly. Does legacy matter? Yeah, it does. And uh, as it has been explained by Nkulu Lego, in fact, uh, if you look at uh, the past, it's, uh, I don't want to repeat what he said, but if you look at the past um, 10, 15 years, you would have names. And uh, as you said, you hear about and many others. But uh, during those days of Ace Mnini, Obrima Kopela, 
Uh, you would know that Pushbox is playing, but you rattle names. You don't look forward to the club versus club. You rattle names, stars versus stars. And nowadays, in fact, it's not even nowadays, uh, for, a, for a while now, it's been people going to the stadium just saying, yeah, uh, we reputation of uh, this team could uh, surface on this day. But they don't even know one or two players. I laughed when the other day, long after Dr. Kumale stopped playing, and some lady says, oh, Chiefs, I believe Chiefs is playing so-and-so. Uh, I just want to go there and see Doctor, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, he has been <laughs> playing for years. <laughs> because that's how it is. You know? It's yeah. like the only name that you know, or one of the many names those days. And we don't have characters. We, don't, we, we just have people following clubs. But that is a, that I'll be quick on this one. The other problem that I'm seeing is that you, yes, you do have economic uh, challenges. But you also do have uh, players or supporters that are not uh, communal. You cannot say I'm from Deben or Mlazi and I will follow uh, Amazul. Often I see Amazul fans coming down to watch Chiefs versus Pirates as packed as it was. But Amazulu would be playing Royal AM, which is a local derby, and nobody is there. And that is always a problem because you find mm. a person in Bloemfontein or in, in a PE and you say, oh, so what, which team do you support? And he says, I support Pirates. Support Pirates in PE and your team is playing down the road and you're not <laughs> even interested in going there. That is why the stadiums are empty. Yeah. Uncle Leko, what does it cost to go to a stadium these days? Has the cost escalated to a point where you would rather watch it on TV? Well, the, the convenience of TV, um, Oliver, uh, we cannot run away from that. TV is convenient because one match after... So if I go to the stadium, I, I was working in local football associations. From, I'm from Cape Town. And every now and then we would take our players to go and watch Cape Town City play, uh, to go and watch Ajax Cape Town at the time play. Um, and it costs time and it also costs money to go to a stadium because Cape Town Stadium in Cape Town is 20, 30, 40 minutes away from the local townships uh, because it's in Cape Town CBD, so you have to travel there. You watch the game as there, and of course, especially if it's packed and if you're watching Cape Town City against Chiefs or Pirates or Sundowns, it takes mm-hmm. a while also to come back. You might miss. So if there's a game at 3 and at 6 and at 8 p.m., so you might miss the one at 6 and you also might miss the first half of the one at 8 p.m. because of the transport issue as well. So um, I don't know about other, you know, uh, areas, but I know that where I come from, uh, predominantly good stadiums are always like 40 minutes away from the township or 30 minutes away from yeah. the township. Um, I know a sort of play in Dobsonville, uh, and I would like to think that Dobsonville is a castle, so I wouldn't understand why perhaps people can't get there. But you can't dismiss the, the idea that to those people, that's no longer the Morocco Swallows that they used to follow. It's a new mm. Swallows football club that you have to convince them that it's the same thing, while it's not. Um, and I think even uh, what Usman Umatso was saying is that uh, the, pre- the protagonists and, and, and the stars, um, can you be able to sell Swallows football club to the people of Dobsonville when they don't have a galaxy of stars like they used to have uh, back right. in the days? When I, when I grew up, when I was born in the 90s, and as I grew up, I used to see players like Abu Sisa Nombe, Chakoni Akwebi, playing for Iswalos. 
and a lot of other players that went on to play sort of like about Dennis Lauter eventually. He played for Swallows. So about Mfanenzena in the 2000s, playing for Swallows. Can you be able to sell Swallows to the community without the requisite stars? And I think that cuts across pretty much the whole PSL, yeah. except maybe for Mamelodi Sundowns yeah. and Orlando Pirates. They have at least some stars at Orlando Pirates. Uh, does access to stadium matter at all to the example that Nkululeko raised over there? I would imagine, for instance, the distance from Lebua Komu to Pitamukaba Stadium in Pulukwane is quite a distance. It costs a great deal of money to get there. And if you're depending on public transport or a bus system to effectively get you there, it's, there isn't the greatest infrastructure available for that coming out of, say, Lebua Komu on your way to Pulukwane. Uh, does that uh, serve as a deterrent on getting uh, people to stadiums? I'll say yes and no. Yes, uh, when the economy is is uh, is making a lot of people have to think twice about going to the stadium. But uh, a competition played there and where Sundowns and Pirates were playing in Peter Mugaba. Peter Mugaba was sold out. So while Check. economists play the same part, you then have whereby because it's teams that we like, because it's teams that we affiliate to and we have lineage to, we will be able to go. Because if you look at Orlando Pirates, I'm still debating whether to think that the Max is a Pirates legend or a Kaiser Chief legend. You've got people <laughs> who can say. I mean, I know right now, my kids go to the stadium with me. And because of that, it's because I went to the stadium with my... Okay, my parents may not be proud of me because revealing my age. In 1989, one of the games I saw is the JPS final of Kaiser Chiefs versus Jomo Cosmos. It took family taking people to the stadiums to be able to watch those games. And now when your team has moved, you don't have that luxury anymore because we went to watch. But the economy do play a, a, the economy does play a big part on that. But it's also at times because we don't have an affiliation, any loyalty to it, because teams are moving left, right and center. Using the same yeah. game, Oliver, and just to illustrate this point, you had a Orlando Pirates, Mamelodi Sundowns playing a home game of Mamelodi Sundowns in Polokwane. Imagine Liverpool playing a game of theirs in London. Would that ever happen? Yeah. Does club management matter? That is the question I asked on the other side of that tweet. Me, it is at Oliver underscore speaking. Can we market sports better? Can we create better incentives? And are teams still making incentivized to make money? from selling stadium tickets. I'll be asking those questions on the other side of this. Let's take your traffic. Mediated Conversation on SAFM. You're listening to the Mediated Conversation here on SAFM Sunrise. My name is Oliver Dixon. Does club management matter at all in the effectiveness of clubs being able to attract uh, patrons to stadiums? How are clubs managed? Has the club management style changed over the years? And has, had that, an, has that had an impact at all? I don't have the answer. But Max Mopanyane has the answer. Uh, has, has club management uh, changed? And does that play a role in the ability of clubs to attract uh, players? Uh, sorry, my apologies, they, patrons to stadiums? Yeah, in fact, it matters. But uh, also what matters to me is uh, the players themselves. Because if you think of it, the club management can put up a lot of uh, marketing strategies to attract fans to the stadium uh, the first 200 to arrive will get this and that but having done that you realize that people cannot also be fooled they think uh, but who are we going to be watching 
when last did we win or where is the consistency so the people that should market the game or the team are the players themselves and that is unfortunately not the case and not to say those days of the ninis that are retros they were winning winning week in and week out but they would still lose but entertaining and you would always be marveling at them being an opposition fan to say wow that's worth watching and you would even watch them when your team is out of town to say at least there's a game down the road where Swallows is playing so-and-so. But marketing also, you yes, it worked those days with uh, the, the likes of uh, the late Alex Chakwani and Louis Chakwani, and they would say, Mampush and Chuku uh, trade. Now, Pirates versus uh, Sikukuni. Well, you advertise that, and I've been watching on TV, and not only Pirates and Skukuni, but many others. You say Pirates versus Skukuni, Night Bank Cup. But you can't even put your player here and the other player here, and you don't even say there is no space to put other stars, you know, to attract for this final. And that's the unfortunate part. So it goes back again to players do matter than the marketing because you can talk a lot and give away prizes and you'll find that there's no one to get those prizes because they yeah. worried about other things. Nkululeko, why do we not have big name stars? Uh, is it because they're all being poached? I mean, if you're a Percy Tower and you see big money abroad, you go play there. You're not going to play locally. Is that what's happening or is has the quality just dropped altogether? Yeah, it's, it's sad. It's sad. We we cover a lot of football throughout the season at ETSK TV and trying to sell these players, trying to get people interested in, in the matches. Um, I have to say, watching hundreds of matches per season, personally, um, there are no stars, unfortunately. They're very few and far between. Um, yeah, the quality of the football has deteriorated over the past 15 years, 20 years, um, and there could be many reasons for that. I hear from the guys that I work with that um, there is a lot of infiltration by people that are selling players, um, you know, selling you the idea of a player um, that has now overtaken the idea of just going to townships, uh, going to schools and scouting players. So now an agent plays a very important role in giving a club the impression that they have a good player. And then they go for a trial and sometimes fortunately they play and these are the players that we end up watching as opposed to people who are gems, who are discovered in schools and local football associations. Um, I think that there is, like what like Max was just saying, like they, you, don't, you don't even bill it um, when, you, when you're sending a, foot, a big football match, you're not even billing it um, with the angle of a star. Like when, I, when you watch WWE wrestling, uh, it's Brock Lesnar versus this one. Um, when you watch tennis, it's uh, Novak yeah. Djokovic versus another one. You build it with your stars, man. You know what I'm saying? Like we know that. Any, any but surely sometimes, surely sometimes people rally behind the team and the collective effort, and not just the individual stars that make it up. I've noticed an increase of interest in Banyana Banyana when they won AFCON, right? And I don't know if that translated into more people turning up at the stadiums, but there certainly no, was happened. a greater hype around them. It was hype because South Africans love hype and they love winners and they love not missing out. It hasn't. Look at the Hollywood Bet Super League. Uh, women's football is always going to struggle um, attracting, even when they, they have stars. They have stars. Abombo, Minyandi, um, a lot of good women uh, footballers, although some of them are playing overseas. Abonoko Matlo playing overseas. Linda Mutalo yeah. playing overseas. They have individual stars. They have, when you're watching a women's football match, there will be one or two players that are 
are very good, like they're at a better level than all of the other opposition. And they have stars, but it, never, it hasn't translated in the Hollywood that Super League. Uh, and it plays on SABC1 um, every now and then. And you will see that there's a man and a dog watching, like just one or two, three people mm-hmm. watching. It hasn't translated. Yeah. You need a star billing. And maybe last one for me is that every football club needs to have a constituency. You cannot have an owner, someone who's who got millions from a tender somewhere starting a club. Where's your constituency? And if people from the Eastern Cape are thirsty for football, they will follow it. And, and they're cheaper United. That's your automatic constituency. And then someone yeah. in case of them, your base will be the people uh, large if you're close to that, to that area. And then someone else from the Northwest and so on and so forth. We can't have, for example, a team like Super Sport United who, when you ask who is their constituency, you don't know. Fukuna was yeah. playing at Ennis Park okay. Stadium last <laughs> year. Yeah. And they were playing at Ennis Park Stadium last year, Fukuna. But then we want to believe that maybe they're representative of Bakbedi uh, people. Go to the cl- closer to the Bakbedi people, and I think they're closer now in Bulukwane this year. Last year they were in Ennis Park. You, you have to have a base and have a home and have a group of people that are proud to have you as a team. Yeah. Uh, Bramax, did, uh, did Botswana st- stop watching soccer and going to stadiums when Platinum Stars were no longer a thing? Yeah, that also, because they have so many visitors, so-called uh, home teams. <laughs> but this, and then suddenly now they have to learn who is who in the zoo when uh, Marumo Galand is in town. Or sometimes you find that Pirates is playing their game there. And they just thought, I mean, when Pirates is there, they just go in numbers. But then still, when Marumo, like last time, a case in point, how do you not uh, lose the the the, the comfort game when you take it to a place where no one knows you it's to an advantage uh, in fact it's an advantage to the to the existing team because they are leading and then they come here they intimidated you and you don't have anything as uh, i mean it, it's just like what is this it's a big yeah. game it's a semi final but then you still see a man and his dog understands and you think <laughs> oh we are doing well so far yeah you know? we're going to have so to leave it there yeah, we're going to have to Sorry, leave it there, unfortunately. We have run out of time. But, uh, Pramax Maponyane, really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much. Mposi Opa, uh, who is the coordinator of the National Football so- Supporters Association. Nkuleleko Nkweu, the founder of Itiski TV. Thank you so much. It's a minute after 9 o'clock from myself and the team here in Cape Town and in our studio back in Johannesburg. Thank you very much. Cheers.